Hey, thanks for listening to the NIL Show, a Campus Inc. production. You can catch us on YouTube, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, and on a campus near you. If you're out there interested in being a guest or having an NIL store for your campus merch, find us on any social channel or email. I think Coach Prime understands that better than most people. And his whole understanding when you listen to him talk is, look, you know, I, I capitalized on my time. I had my moment. Now it's my kid's moment, right? And my kids equals everybody that I that plays for me. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the NIL show. I am Adam Cook here with Campus Inc. CEO Stephen Farrag and Sean Allenby. You know what that means. This is season two, baby. We are back. Season one is behind us. Season two, we are here. Football is here. Women's volleyball is here. Soccer is here. School's getting ramped up again. We are excited to be back and, and dive into all things Campus Inc., all things NIL, all things college sports. What's on your mind today, fellas? How are things? Sean, what's up? Not much. Season two, we're all a little bit wiser, a little bit older, just as uh, just as good looking. Maybe for some of us, I don't know. I think uh, I look a lot we, more tired than anything else. When I that. <laughs> we all, we all took uh, trips to Europe over the summer. Had had a great time in, in Europe, and uh, and now we're back, ready to get things rolling. Yeah. So yes. we we got away from recording. We can admit it. It's all right. It's true. <laughs> it's it's launching thirty two schools and. 12 months, you know, taxing. But what we've kind of decided to do, and I think this is pretty cool, is, you know, we probably recorded, I don't know, 25, 30 times already. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we're going to do like a season two where we take this through kind of the school year. I don't know. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah, do I, I, I think, uh, I think you know, it makes sense to follow a lot of the, the college sports arc, right? I think everybody, when you work in college athletics, you know, oh, the, the summer's off. There's not really much going on. That was not the case for us. We had a lot of things <laughs> going on, um, not only going and seeking out new properties, but summer is convention time. Man, we, we were traveling a lot. Uh, we were at NIL Summit. We were at NACTA. So, yeah, I, I think as we look ahead to season two, we'll kind of track through the ups and downs of the college athletic season. And then we'll just hunker down again next summer. And you'll have to patiently wait for season three to come back about. And I guess this tracks with NIL past July 2021. This is the third loop around the sun. That's that's what they say. That's what they say. Um <laughs> So, which so we is had season zero season. Yeah. We, we all, we all, we always say NIL year zero because yeah. that was just like the weirdest. Nobody knew what was happening. You know, that was like, you know, when a baby is born, their birthday is their day, but they've been growing for nine months, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, they were, I'm, they were incubating. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not convinced anybody knows what's happening still about conference realignment and stuff that happened this summer, but at least, you know, we, we have some good talking points now, three years into this. Let's, let's kick this off. I want to give all of our faithful listeners a little bit of, of an update from the summer. We mentioned briefly, um, we were knee deep in conferences. NIL summit was a really exciting event that we were able to be at put on by student athlete NIL, Sunil, an influencer. We had a chance to exhibit there, meet with a lot of great brands, meet with a lot of really, uh, we call them get it student athletes, right? The ones that are, are really 
motivated and excited to take hold of this opportunity. Uh, Sean, you were there with us. What what was kind of your biggest takeaway from that event? I just loved, I love the excitement of the athletes. That was the coolest part for me where you had 100, 200 athletes there who are all like-minded, who are all on the same page, who all want to learn how to build their brands, how to be better in the NIL space. I, I know when I used to work with teams, you would always have one or two kids on every team like that. As a guy who was always trying to get video content and get kids involved, I loved them so much. And this entire conference was those particular athletes and so what I love most was they would stop by our table, the NIL store table, and you could just see how excited they were. The the schools that we're already working with, the athletes were saying, yeah, this is, this is, this is awesome. The schools that we didn't have yet, we were saying to the, those athletes are saying, why doesn't my school have this yet? It was really encouraging from that standpoint, knowing that what we're doing is, is, uh, is great for the athletes. They're excited about it. It was just a really cool experience. Adam, you even got to speak on stage there, uh, same stage as uh, Trent Dilfer and Michael Vick and some cool guys like that. So yeah, amazing experience being down there. Yeah, it was, it was cool to see a lot of the get it athletes, but also the get it brands too, right? Like Meta had a really big presence there. They were talking about their NIL Empower program. They're bringing it back this year, which we did a cool activation with them last year. Steven, you, you were actually on another conference with Gildan. So you didn't get to go, but from afar, what, what was your impression was of the jealous. NIL Summit? <laughs> <laughs> I had so much FOMO. You would have loved it. I was just like, oh, I think I texted Adam. I was like, not missing that again. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's only an event you only uh, miss once, never again. Yeah, but it was cool and it was pretty cool. Like, I got some pictures, got pictures of Adam on stage and he was just like <laughs> boss mode, like hand out, hand out, sitting on a panel. You know, Chris from Fallout's up there. Like, it was just, it was so cool to kind of watch from afar and to see us there and, uh, our presence and like I think what was also cool is we made the jerseys for the the award winners. winners. Yeah, it was pretty rad. And so yeah, excited to come back next year and do even more. So Sean, it's football season. You usually are our chief researcher. Sure. On the pod, what do you want to dig into today? There's one school that has captured all of college football. I don't think this will surprise anybody, and that would be the University of Colorado, Coach Prime. They are literally the, the, the face of college football right now. It's insane. It is truly insane what Coach Prime has done there. So, yeah, I think we got to dig into them a little bit today. Not just talking about Coach Prime, but it's crazy. They're They're the truth, man. Like... I think when he got hired there, you know, there was a lot of news around, oh, Coach Prime, he's he's very promotional, right? I mean, he is a soundbite waiting to happen. But then, you know, they they come out, they have a big win against TCU, they have a big win against Nebraska. And I think uh, when you talk about promotional opportunities, big noon kickoff, Fox is covering them for the third week in a row, which I don't think has ever happened. Illinois uh, and but, Penn State had big noon kickoff, and I think it yeah. got switched. <laughs> Yeah, the boys got bumped. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Colorado won one game last year. They won one game the entire year last year. Coach Prime, two games, two wins. I already surpassed yeah. it. And then they probably have an easy, a pretty easy win. His boys play there, right? Mm -hmm. Is it true that when he came to town, a bunch of kids hit the transfer portal? Not only did they hit the transfer portal, they were also encouraged to hit the transfer portal, which, you know, that kind of kicked off a little bit of his, I don't know if you want to call it controversial, but he, he really laid down the culture and expectations from day one. He said, look, you know, this is going to be a different program than you are used to. If you don't want to do it this way, 
we got a lot of guys that that are are going to be coming in here. You might as well just hit that portal and, and get to getting. That wasn't so well received <laughs> at the time, but I would say that that strategy kind of aged like fine wine. Wouldn't you say, Sean? A little bit. Yeah. Usually in those situations, coaches will come in and they'll say the common thread is, hey, we're going to honor. If you were here, we're going to honor your scholarship. If you want to stay, things are going to be different, but we're going to honor your scholarship. I have a sense that they still had that at Colorado. Coach Prime, he didn't mince words. Like he he was like, we're going to we're going to change things up. And this probably isn't right for you. They had about 50 new guys that came through the transfer port, like insane numbers, totally flipped their roster. And a lot of them are coming through like, you know, from Jackson State. Like yep. how many guys mm-hmm. Transferred from his old program. A good handful of them, but the the two main ones, Shador Sanders, obviously his son, the starting quarterback, and and Travis Hunter, who's just the incredible, gonna be All-American, who plays wide receiver and cornerback. He was actually supposed to go to a big time power five school and then he flipped last minute to Jackson State. So he is a like he is an unbelievable player. It was just Coach Prime talked him into coming to Jackson State and obviously took him to Colorado with him. What they're doing is insane and 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 it's starting to what we're seeing it starting to seep into this NIL world too, right? Where you're getting exposure as an athlete at Colorado, three straight weeks on national TV that you wouldn't get in another program. And that's going to trickle in and ultimately be successful for those players. Let's talk NIL and brand here. So Deion Sanders obviously has an incredible brand. I mean, he's on commercials. Primetime, baby. Yeah, primetime, right? He embodies NIL. I mean, he is like, hey, how do you do NIL? How he did it. Yeah. Let's talk about that because it's interesting. He's like probably one of the most public coaches that really has his own brand. Talk about that for a second. Like, do you think that is part of this? Like, we want to be like Coach Prime? Like, why do you think this is happening? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I think 100%, right? We talk all the time about this short window that you have as an athlete. You know, it changes pretty significantly when you say, I used to do that versus I am currently doing that. And I think Coach Prime understands that better than most people. And his whole understanding when you listen to him talk is, look, you know, I I capitalized on my time. I had my moment. Now it's my kid's moment, right? And my kids equals everybody that that plays for me. That was his approach that he took at Jackson State. He is very vocal about how NIL is shaping. Um, When all this conference realignment stuff was going down in the summer, he was the first to, you know, he got quoted in Athletic, and I'll paraphrase here, but he got quoted in the Athletic of saying, you know, I hope we're all paying attention now when everybody's all mad at these kids chasing the bag and look what's happening at the conference level, right? Hmm. The schools themselves are going out and get their bag. So kids, listen up, pay attention, go get your bag. And he is all about that across the board. And so I think there's a a big level of attraction for athletes who want to be supported in that pursuit of being a part of a program like Colorado. But again, Coach Prime also understands that only works if you win and you're right. good. And so he's not going to sacrifice those, you know, the, the the product on the field. It's it's interesting because sometimes the industry looks at NIL as a distraction where coach prime is like, no, this is part of life. We're going to teach you how to play on the field and play off the field. We're going to teach you how to build a brand and be a, a public figure, right. And be a thought leader and be a this and be a that. What other coaches in the NCAA that, you know, maybe Sean, I mean, you've kind of been on the underside of it might take the same approach because i feel like some coaches are like you know do your nil it's good it's whatever but like coach prime's like 
this is it. We're doing this. Sean, what have you seen? He is unique in every sense of the word. I would say Coach Cal at Kentucky with Mm -hmm. basketball is a guy who, even before NIL, he has always unabashedly been the guy who says, I'm getting you to the NBA. Mm -hmm. We're going to... If you come through my program, I'm going to get you to the NBA. I'm going to put you in the right places, have you meet the right people so that you get to the NBA. If we're good in college, great. But that's ultimately how I'm going to build my roster. And that's kind of it carried over into NIL a little bit with Cal, where I think he was the first one. He had the he had Oscar Shibway, who's that incredible uh, center. And they let Oscar, uh, when they were down in the Bahamas, make some NIL money down in the Bahamas because he was international. Mm-hmm. So I would say Cal was one of those guys. But I would say this about Coach Prime. And in general, he's different. And being different a lot of times rubs people the wrong way because mm-hmm. you're doing things that aren't the status quo. And you are ruffling feathers and you are mixing things up. And it's translatable across, this isn't just football, across all walks of life. If you're different, you're going to ruffle feathers and unapologetically himself, unabashedly himself. And it's just a great glimpse into just because every coach does something one way doesn't mean that you have to be successful to do it a different way, right? Or do it that same way. And that's what I love the most about Coach Prime and what he's doing at Colorado. I think what we're going to see in the future is just what you said, Sean, is Coach Prime is almost carving a path for a new archetype of coach, right? We talk a lot in the NIL space about parity and, oh, NIL is going to kill parity. And it's like, that's just That's plain not true. Coach Prime brought nine athletes from Jacksonville State, you know, an FCS school where people are saying, oh, not good enough to play at the Power Five level. Brought nine from Jackson State alone, brought 14 from FCS schools, and they are dominating in big games against Big Ten opponents, um, against Big 12 opponents. So understanding how to chart this path forward as a different archetype of coach, I think is going to create a really interesting kind of template for programs moving forward over the next three to five years. I think what we can also talk about is, so Campus Inc. launched the Colorado NIL store last Friday, uh, (laughs) which felt pretty sweet. Um, Good timing. Good timing. <laughs> Shadur and Shiloh and Hunter are still we're working on them. They've obviously got their own agency and deals and stuff like that. So we're <laughs> working on it. Never relax. We've got so many DMs. Like, you think I was, wasn't thinking about that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just completely forgot about them. Yep, yeah. No. But the school's position, too, and the team at Colorado, I feel like they're on the same page. As coach Prime, the agility. I mean, I was seeing emails like it was beautiful. I literally, I said, it's like if there was a manual on how a school can stay industry agnostic, resourceful, educational, but still be supportive to athletes, Colorado, you get the manual for it. A hundred percent. And, and right? understanding too the the opportunity that they have that it doesn't come around every year. They really recognize this is unique. We cannot miss this. We can't fumble this. Right. Adam, can you walk us through the timeline of how quickly you got from, you know, when the team started working on it, all that stuff? Because there's a pretty intense build that happens. Yeah. So those of you who've been following us know the way that we kind of build our our relationships with the school is different than just, you know, checking a box. Um, We want to make sure we do it the right way. And depending on the program in the school, you know, you run into some hurdles or you know, people don't want to do it this way. Sean, you're talking about being different and ruffling some feathers. The team at Colorado was always really solutions oriented. They always were saying, well, as soon as they got an email from me or an ask from me, you know, they would run it up the chain quickly 
make sure everybody was on the same page, understood what the ask and the limitations were. And if there was a, a roadblock or a stop, they didn't come back and say, you can't do that. Nope, that won't work. They came back and say, what about this instead? Or can we go that route and pair those together? So it, it was probably a six to eight week kind of back and forth conversations, trying things, adjusting things, tweaking things. And then in conjunction, you know, working with the athletes to ensure that, you know, they know what opportunity is available for them. Because this isn't, we're not just talking about the football team here. We're talking about women's soccer. We're talking about track and field, women's volleyball. And when you think about like launching these things, for those that are listening, the university archetype changes from school to school. You've got your licensing department, you've got your athletic department. There's a lot in between. And sometimes they butt heads, meaning internally at different departments, like the athletic department might say, we want this. Mm -hmm. uh, and the license department say, you can't do that. And then the athletic department might say, well, other schools are doing it mm -hmm. and we're losing kids left and right. And there, and then sometimes campus Inc comes between them and it's like, <laughs> yep. What do you want to do here folks? Yep. Yep. Uh, it's been I, so we. I mean, Sean, go ahead. You're going to say something. I would just, no, I would just say ultimately when it comes to Colorado, I, I think you just got to give them a ton of credit across the board, whether it's the NIL. Simply, I, I was having dinner with my dad last night and we're talking about Dion and he's he's saying, why didn't any other schools go after him? Why didn't anybody else sign him? And I, and I said, you know, we, we don't know what other schools did, but we do know is that Colorado made some serious commitments to mm -hmm. Coach Prime. Right. And, and I'm sure they said, look, this is going to be your show. We are going to financially support you in anything that you want to do. And so for them to have that foresight to say, this is somebody that can totally change, not just our football program, not just our athletic department, our entire university's footprint across the country and the world, credit to them. And then that trickles down into their NIL and what we're doing with Colorado NIL store and to have the foresight to say, Hey, this is something that can really work for our athletes. So I got to give a credit, ton of credit to them. And, and what you have to understand across like that broader institutional ecosystem is when you have transfers come in, they also need to be able to transfer their credits. Right. And Colorado mm -hmm. is a really unique program where they don't have a really broad offering of, of degree programs. And so if you look at like what their chancellor did, what their president did is they started to add these new degree programs that allowed for these athletes to have eligible transfer credits. And so I need to give our good friend, Josh Delander at, at influencer a shout out. Cause he tweeted something a couple of days ago that he was like, look, the more that we talk to schools, the more we start to see that a lot of these programs you see finding success in this new era, they're not on version one or two of their NIL strategy. They're on version five, on version six. And you see the difference in, in programs that are just starting to implement their first version of NIL. And again, Colorado is a great example of they looked top to bottom across the program and said, if we want this to be successful, every change is gonna change everything. And we're willing to tackle that because it's it's a lot more than just saying, we're gonna bring in transfers. Like they they added degree programs, they went the whole nine yards. Again, cross-departmental, cross-university changes, right? That could easily add another program, you know, they'd be like, oh, no, we can't add more programs, mm -hmm. right? No, 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 we can't change our, our this. But the coolest part is the commercials last Saturday were the different colleges talking about they use Prime in their, like, the Prime Business School and the Prime This and the Prime <laughs> That. And, like, okay, like, now I'm a high schooler and I'm like, 
oh, that's the Deion Sanders school. Mom, I'm applying there. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they're betting on, you know. Now, okay, you said something, Adam, at the beginning. You said, if they win, this works. Mm-hmm. Have you guys thought about that? Like, they're threading the needle on this. Like, 100%. <laughs> what, what about a program that has brought in new people, new blood, new this, new that, done everything right, but can't get the W. Go ahead, John. What are you going to say? The, the, the team that they beat this last, this last weekend was Nebraska. And Nebraska has been recycling coaches for years and years and years. And and this is the year where they're finally like, and Nebraska football, they are so proud of that program. They met rule that comes in and here comes Coach Prime. And he just like, in one game, Colorado is back and Nebraska is just like, we have been waiting to come back for years. Like what? <laughs> we have so many resources. We sell out every game. We just cannot figure out how to win. But you're right. Like there are massive amounts of people who will be rooting for Colorado's demise. Mm-hmm. There just will be. Because when somebody is loud and brash, like Coach Prime is, there's always going to be that other faction that's like, I can't wait for this to crumble. And so like – you better just keep winning. That's all I can really say. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like if you start losing. He must have been prepared to lose. Well, and, and that's what I was about to right? say is, it, I mean, every every yeah. time you go in a game, somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. You can't be undefeated your entire career. And I think that's right. a thing that, you know, as long as you're winning more than you're losing and you win the important ones, you put yourself in a position for success. And I think that's what Colorado did as a program. They said, look, we don't, there is no guaranteed win with this decision, but we're gonna put ourselves in the position to be successful. And I think when you listen to, to Coach Prime's pregame talks, when you listen to his sound bites and what he says to the press, is he says, look, we are doing everything we can to put ourselves in the right position to be successful. I mean, that's not rocket science. That's nothing special or unique of me saying that. That's just pretty standard good practice (laughs) yeah but i feel like if they didn't win you know week one i mean they shouldn't have won against tcu no yeah he was mentally prepared like we're just gonna go out there and have fun and like just put our all out there and whatever happens happens you know and now it's like two games and the energy is completely shifted now it's sure it's like heisman race like yeah what (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) just hilarious uh, something I learned in the industry, Nike has all of the mantras locked in, right? So yeah. Coach Prime oh, yeah. has has done a good job protecting his brand. Um, Shocker. Can you explain that really quick? Explain that, Adam. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you see a lot of these sound bites. Like, do you believe now we come in, you know, he, he puts in his press conferences or his pregame talks to the team. And those are great things that people that want to see Colorado win, not the haters, you know, want to support. And again, understanding brand, understanding how the market works, understanding your value as an, an influencer is right up Coach Prime's alley. And and he was able to get something done with Nike where all of those sound bites turned into merchandise or trademarked by them, which is, you know, a beautiful thing of when you understand your leverage and be creative with it. There's a lot of opportunity out there for you. Pairing it with the Colorado brand, right? Like 100%. If, if you want, you know, buffs, buffs and one of his quotes, like those are paired together. So I learned that this week. That was really interesting. Credit to them for pulling that off. Yeah. Um, Coach Prime um, knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. But we are, I think what was really cool is we had a record-breaking weekend of NIL sales apparel there. And it wasn't just football. Mm-mm. People are just buying Colorado stuff. Like the Colorado energy is high. And we were seeing that across all properties in all sports. Sean, can we switch gears for a second? 
can we talk about maybe a mid-major in NIL that's crushing? Are you referring to Western Kentucky? I am, and I totally, this was not on the script. <laughs> we're, going, we're going off the rails here, people. I had a feeling you were referring to our good friends in Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers. They are awesome. They're, they're the best. What, what more can you say? What's well, really cool, they're an official partner. The NIL store is the official NIL provider for Western Kentucky. And they are talking about an athletic department that's just totally bought in, totally all in to helping their athletes, constantly coming to us with ideas for merchandise, constantly really getting their athletes excited from the jump about the opportunities that are in front of them. And it, it really, it, it shines a light on, look, it doesn't necessarily matter how massive your program is. The more that you are excited as an athletic department, the more excited the athletes are, results can still come. And so Western Kentucky is just a perfect example of that. And, and it's just been, I know I've posted it on LinkedIn. They've just been such a joy to work with. Mm -hmm. it's, it's extremely refreshing because of how engaged they are. I don't know how it's been for you, Adam. I actually had the uh, unique pleasure of being down in Bowling Green this last weekend and got to chat with Aaron and, and Colin and you know, when you're talking about them bringing ideas to us, that official partnership was something that they approached us with because for them, they said, look, I don't want any obstacle in our way of being able to go after this for our student athletes. And okay. so we are going to get an official partnership in place because I, I'm not playing this game of, oh, well, we can do this. We can't do this. They said, nope, it is our job to create the best ecosystem, create the best opportunities for our student athletes to navigate all this. So we're going to find an official partner that we believe does it the right way. And they've done some awesome things of, you know, obviously putting, you know, the storefront up on video boards and things like that, highlighting activations at specific games ahead of, of kickoff week. And I don't just mean kickoff week for football, but students coming back, they had their fan fest. They set up signing events for all their volleyball players, their basketball players, their football players. They had printouts of their locker rooms and all of the QR, QR codes. codes to link directly to every athlete's locker room there. And that's the unique thing is like, man, when you can remove all those obstacles, it actually allows you to service the entire ecosystem and not just focus on one thing or another. So that weekend one launch maybe was in the top five or top three school launches we've done. Mm -hmm. When a mid-major school and we start talking to them and approach them, we set pretty good expectations that like, you know, we do have limited resources. There's going to be some things we can do, we can't do. And if there's any red tape that they kind of throw up, like we unfortunately can't prioritize them. I'm just going to say it, right? The fact that they're like, no, 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 no. Like we want to lean into this we leaned in at the same exact time and it was like, it was beautiful, yeah. right? Here's my hot take is now that Sean and Adam have to update me on like sports stuff all the time. Okay, <laughs> like I am, it's like Billy Madison. With all this conference realignment stuff happening, there's this, there's this book called Cable Cowboys by John Malone who set up a cable infrastructure in low places that were hard to get to and built such a good infrastructure up that uh, when the bigger companies wanted to then get cable connection to those rural areas, he already had the infrastructure set up. The same kind of analogy I look at here is these smaller programs are going to be more dynamic. They're going to be faster. They're going to be operating like a startup. They're going to make big impacts. They're going to attract better talent, better athletes. 
And they are going to put pressure on programs that are slow moving mm -hmm. and perhaps losing athletes because of the red tape and the old way of doing things, right? We're seeing it at Colorado. You know, we're going to see it at Western Kentucky. Like, I, this is my theory in the next 10 to 15 years, if we were to take the Power Five and rank it and then put the mid majors and, and rank them, there are going to be more mid major schools up in the rankings and, and doing well in tournaments and, and stuff because of it. That's my hot take. <laughs> I, I love it. I think that's a, that's a, a take to keep a close eye on for sure. Cause you know, again, you create that infrastructure, you create that ecosystem where student athletes coming into a program can do the things that they want to do and be successful. I mean, that's going to attract a lot of talent. That's going to attract a lot of coaches at, Everybody who wants to have agency over their career, they don't want to be told you can't do things. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. No. Sean, are you proud of me? Was that a good take? No, I, 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 I love the hot take and it would have made a, a former colleague of ours very proud with the hot take. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. Danielle, athletes.org. We love you. Yeah. We're proud of you. And miss you. Shout out Danielle. And yes. miss you. <laughs> yeah, we got to bring the hot takes. Uh, Maybe we just have her on as a special guest every week just for a hot take. Just call her <laughs> okay. in. What's your hot take of the week? And then, you know, Danielle, this is how we're going to stay connected is we need to record an episode of all of Danielle's hot takes yes. and she gets a plug in every episode. This hot take is brought to you by Danielle. Here's her hot take. <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's happening. All right. Bears fan, bandwagon Bears fan, not doing so hot week, week one. No. Florida legislator says Bears defensive tackle Jervon Dexter's NIL deal violated law. Oh, Lordy. Did you guys hear about this? Oh, yeah. Dexter, a second round draft pick, agreed to pay big league advanced fund 15% of his pre-tax NFL earnings for the next 25 years in exchange for a one-time payment of $436,000. Yikes, in a word. Dexter signed a four-year, $6.72 million contract with the Bears, meaning he would owe BLA about $1 million over the lifetime of that deal, and it's only a four-year what yeah is this a is this a cash advance this is this is the perfect case study of i'll say it, a predatory nil deal and and i don't know all of the you know ins and outs of the conversations that were had when he was still in school and and whatnot to be fair but the fact that he's coming back and suing them gives me a little bit of an indication that he didn't feel like he was being represented well like he was being presented the deal clearly in a way that he understood because in what world do you sign away 15% of your future pro earnings for an NIL opportunity if you have good and wise counsel walking you through that agreement? Sean, I want to hear your reaction. And then I just, I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, I, everything that Adam said, it, it seems super on point where it's just, I think when you say, you said it was 436 up front that he was getting. Yeah. So, okay. So this is how it kind of works. This is what the company, I did a bunch of research on them last night and I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but I just, I don't know. Basically what they do is they're having athletes hedge against themselves. And what they're saying is most athletes don't go pro and they basically like have their analytics to know the likelihood of this person going pro. And so what they're saying is, okay, uh, the average NFL player stays in the NFL for this many years and makes this much money. So your likelihood of going to the NFL is actually 2%. Instead, we're going to give you a half million dollars right now. And if you go, we're going to take some of that. We're going to claw that money back for your career. Got it. Right. 
And so what they're saying is like, it's kind of like a pre-life insurance policy a little bit of saying like hedge fund. It's a huge, yeah. And so what they're basically doing is saying, okay, you know, you hundred athletes, only one of you is going to make it to the NFL. I'm not saying bet against yourself. You you control your own destiny or whatever, but we're willing to give you guys 300 grand now. And that could be life-changing and you could put that into, you know, uh, FT, you could put that into Vanguard and make great money on it. Right. The theory is not awful, but you usually. I disagree. How would you do that to a 19 year old? Like a 20 year old? Like it's just like, oh, I can suck and not make it, but I'm still set. Yeah. And and there, and, and most of these, most of these kids speaking broadly are, are coming from tough situations or whatever it might be. And so you're, you're, you really are. It's, it's such a predator operation the, on a young kids. And the, the reason I say I think the theory is awful because you, if you look at how pro athletes are typically able to manage their money throughout their career, as a rule, it's pretty poor. You know, there's research that's been done. There, are, it's starting to change now. There's a lot of advocacy groups and educational groups around there. But you know, you go into the pros where you have agents, you have the infrastructure around you, and you still have a really difficult time managing that amount of money. To without any of that infrastructure or support network in place, to hedge somebody against their future earnings and expect them to do the right thing with that lump sum of money at 19 or 20 years old is in my opinion a predatory cuz cuz i think like on paper it's like okay statistically on a powerpoint you know one in the bag whatever like but the thematic approach about it to a 19 year old that's the marshmallow experiment yeah. That's psychology, right? Yeah. Isn't that the delayed gratification thing? Like you can have one now or 10 later, which would you rather have the 10 later you might not yeah. get? Would you rather have the marshmallow now? Like when that experiment went off and we took this in AP psych or whatever classes we all took in high school, <laughs> everyone took the marshmallow, yeah. right? So like, yeah, <sighs> it is, it, you know, we talk a lot and I really like the fact that we can say, you know, Hey, here's an example of NIL done well or NIL done right. This is just, it's, it, this is NIL gone wrong. <laughs> I don't see hardly any redeeming, redeeming qualities in approach like that. And I think highlights, and I'm glad you brought this up, Stephen, because it highlights the importance of allowing schools to educate and support their athletes in this new era. The longer we put right, a firewall like, between the educational institution and the athletes, the more we hurt the athletes. How long, how many times do you get cold called from like life insurance and this and that? And like, Hey Adam, I got this new deal for you. You know, whatever that's like at 19 years old, I couldn't make a decision 20 years old. And then, you know, you have agents who uh, are seniors in college that start agencies. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, if you're out there, I love you. Thanks for the cold messages. <laughs> You're doing a fine job. There are agents and there are yep. agents, <laughs> you know, blows my yeah. mind. Insane definitely demonstrates that we are a long way away from, you know, a, a, a settled industry, lots of things sitting on Capitol Hill, lots of things sitting in NCAA bylaw arbitration, but Hey man, makes it exciting. The industry of college sports, the era of NIL is a fascinating space right now, whether you're on version one or version five. We know this is episode one of season two. 
many more to come. I appreciate you guys sticking with us, listening. Again, I'm Adam Cook. That's Stephen Farrig, Sean Ellenby. This is the NIL Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Want to say real quickly, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any custom merchandise, youth jerseys, camp t-shirts, whatever it may be, you can always find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy.